You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post. It's a time of protest in Hong Kong. It's a time for anthems. There's protest hip-hop laced with profanity. There's the orchestral song that's been pitched as an alternate Hong Kong anthem. But in August this year, thousands of young people turned out in a spontaneous protest at the Space Museum in Sim Sha Choi on the Kowloon side of Hong Kong's harbour. They turned on laser pointers and directed them at the concrete dome of the museum in a playful response to the Hong Kong police, who had announced that laser pointers could burn through paper and therefore were declared offensive weapons. After they gathered, chanted their slogans and turned on their laser pointers, something happened. Someone had brought a portable stereo with them and a song from 1982 came blasting out. And the protest turned into a spontaneous dance party and the song became another contemporary Hong Kong protest anthem. This week marks the anniversary of the passing of the singer of that song. But he's not just responsible for one anthem for Hong Kong. He's credited with at least four of them. And almost 20 years after his death, Hong Kongers are still singing them. They call him the godfather of canto pop. Some call him Hong Kong's first gay icon. Others will tell you he was the soundtrack to the golden age of Hong Kong television. Who is this man? Why does he represent so many things to so many people? Why are kids born in the early 2000s dancing to a song recorded in the 1980s? And why do Hong Kongers love to pick a song from a 1983 TV show as their favourite karaoke number? My name is Lauren James. I'm a culture reporter for the South China Morning Post. And this is a podcast about Roman Tam. I wanted to find out about this man, this singer from Hong Kong, who, 40 years ago this week, became the first Asian performer to play concerts at both the Royal Albert Hall in London and the Carnegie Hall in New York, but always sang in Cantonese and never in English. I turned to one of Hong Kong's veteran radio DJs. Because Roman is not just a singer, a star. He, he's part of our Hong Kong history, you know what I'm saying? You know, he, he's actually the soundtrack of Hong Kong. And a woman who runs a record store and was inspired by his music to become a musician and composer. Uh, not just rock. Actually, he's not so, so rock. I, I feel he's so soul. I, I feel his style go closer to soul. But if you don't speak Cantonese, if you've never heard of Roman Tam, let me give you a quick 60-second primer. Canto pop is a music genre known for its heavy drama, emotion and flamboyance. It's sung in Cantonese, hence the canto. And while it's certainly not the coolest music genre nowadays, in the 70s and 80s heyday, canto pop helped define Hong Kong's identity and culture. 
Roman Tam was one of the most prolific canto pop singers of all time. He released 56 albums across his four-decade career. Roman Tam Paxin was born in 1945 in the mountains of Western China. His mother and sisters were fans of Cantonese opera and exposed a young Roman to a style of performance that would play out across his future career. He became obsessed with Cantonese opera. After his parents died when he was still a child, he moved to Hong Kong, where he worked as a tailor, in an amusement park, at a theatre and at a bank. And at night, he would perform in bars with his band called TNT. This was the swinging 60s, a time Hong Kong was under colonial rule from the British. The Beatles landed here in 1966, and they inspired Roman to form a band with some guys who worked at the same bank as he did. Their songs had a heavy influence from the Small Faces, the Kinks, and, of course, the Beatles. They were called Roman and the Four Steps. They dream how fever the flowers during the 1970s, Roman worked on stage and had his first original hit, with a theme song to the TV series The Romantic Swordsman. After that, he moved to Japan, and it was here he immersed himself in fashion, stagecraft and showmanship. When he returned, Hong Kong was a very different place, and the 1970s were ending. I mean, back in the 80s, um, when I first started in radio, there was actually a phenomenon we called Bansang in Hong Kong. This is Brian Lung. He's a presenter and DJ with RTHK2, the Cantonese language public broadcaster in Hong Kong. A lot of, you know, uh, new bands uh, came up, you know, some are, you know, doing rock stuff like uh, Tai Chi and some are, you know, some are doing like electronic uh, British stuff like Taming Pear. So a lot of stuff to choose from and they got a lot of influences from the, uh, you know, Western scene as well. So I think it's very healthy, you know, they, they, they turn, you know, something um, from outside and turn it uh, in, into, you know, add some local flavor to it and turn it into something that is ours. I think it's very cool. Uh, but of course, when you talk about, you know, Roman Tam, I grew up on his songs because uh, back in the 70s, there were a lot of, you know, uh, uh, TV theme songs sung by him. Most of them were martial arts drama theme songs. And I grew up on that, and his voice was so amazing, so powerful. Now, if you weren't around in the 70s or 80s, I need you to imagine a time when there was only one TV in the house. Actually, let me rephrase that. You have to imagine a time when you couldn't watch video clips on your phone and you had to look at a small box called a television. And Fionn Cheng, who today runs a record store on Lama Island called Lama Vinyl, was a little girl standing in the living room of her parents' flat when she experienced Roman Tam singing for the first time via the family TV. Fionn, how old were you? Six. Six. At that time, not many family have television at home. They, they, they need to maybe many flats, like boxes, and then not so many people have television. But their neighbor is so close. When they want to listen or see the television, maybe the child, like, like me, they will go to the labor and then look like that at the door and then look and listen. Talk about a captive audience. 
people watching the TV in their neighbour's flat through the window or open door. I ask Fionn what show everyone was watching. She grabs her phone and does a quick search for it online. This one. Legend of the Condor Heroes. This is one of my very important programmes. I, I, I think I will on the first series and then every night go to see that. What one. was it about? Love, bad, hero. <laughs> okay, love and hero. But this is, this. Uh, I mean, the actress, very beautiful. And this one, okay, handsome. Okay. You've got two people in historical Chinese outfits. Yeah, I, I don't know how Ones, to say this. They're is both co- wielding weapons. The legend of the Condor Heroes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the songs, I mean, the theme song, and I know how to tell you why the song is so important for him the, the voice their voice they will sing the television theme song in duet so i love wow why so amazing this song? and i learned to how to uh first part is a, a male singer and then go go another one is a girl but i i i mean i imitate them really i imitate how they sing how they sing the female and male I, I i imitate the male and the female voice yeah it's very excited and this is the song that echoed through hong kong households through the early 80s to an enraptured audience including one six-year-old girl <laughs> The legend of the Condor Heroes was made famous in the pages of one of its newspapers in the late 1950s. It's the first part of the Condor trilogy, written by the legendary novelist Jin Yong, whose pen name was Louis Cha. If you're a Westerner and you haven't heard of the Condor Heroes trilogy, just think a massive Chinese-style Lord of the Rings or Song of Ice and Fire, but with fewer dragons and much more romance. He wrote 14 books, and they remain some of the most pirated literature in Chinese history. But in 1983, the Condor trilogy was turned into a 59-part television series that was a massive hit in Hong Kong. TVB, they make it in the TV show, series one, and show it on the television program. So it's crazy for us because it is, wow. Books, not so many people read the book because it's too long. And for child, cannot read. And... And they become turned to the TV program, and so um, so many action, swore, very good, so impressed, and the songs. <laughs> I I record and record again. The songs is very important. Side, even the theme and the side song at the end. Also at the end, the songs is wow, totally perfect. This is the really golden era. Roman Tam and Jenny sang sang 12 songs that provided the soundtrack to the whole series. Here's the song that finished the third series. It became a huge hit. It translates to, You are the best in the world. And it came at a time when Hong Kong was in the middle of massive economic change. Before it's no like that, just a black and white program uh, or maybe some uh, Hong Kong story but this is very important and important because this is very first first time in Hong Kong and all and at the same time all people is 
like to see TV. Uh, stay at home at eight o'clock. Okay, stand and as uh, uh, stay with stay at home at dinner and then open the television to see this program. <laughs> Because at the same time, maybe Hong Kong come up. I mean, most people is stable, and then have a house. Uh, I mean the uh, government. I mean uh, uh, subsidy house. For me, it's like that. Before, because before I live in really, I live in Lion Rock. Okay, so that song must have felt really important to you. Yeah. While Hong Kongers had been watching classic martial arts sword and romance tales, otherwise known in Chinese as Wu Xia, play out on their televisions, another TV series had debuted in the 1970s. Roman Tam's voice would carve it into the very essence of what it is to be a Hong Konger. The series was below the Lion Rock. It debuted in 1972. It was Hong Kong's answer to the Wonder Years, Coronation Street, or Neighbours. It was the quintessential weekly TV drama about family life in modern-day Hong Kong. You know, of course, that so-called Hong Kong theme song, "Under the Lion Rock." So I grew up on that because it's basically a documentary, no, no a TV series by RTHK, um, uh, RTHK TV back in the 70s. You know, it's basically about the stories of Hong Kongers. You know, struggling on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, from various walks of life. So when when we watch that show, we got a lot of re resonance. You know, as a Hong Konger,、uh, that's how we, you know, grow up and be aware of our own identity. And、um, that song really resonate about what Hong Konger is about. But at that time, is describe how the Hong Kong come up. How people go on and when they are, and they're not a very good、uh, living environment, and then earns not so much money. Actually, totally describe what the picture,、uh, how come their hearts feeling, even is not so good, but right or is positive is the word encouragement. So like a march, but Hong Kong pop march. The original 15-minute format was expanded in 1978 to full one-hour episodes, and Roman Tam performed the new theme song. Hong Kongers now refer to something called "Sizi Sang Sing Zan." It means the Lion Rock spirit. You can look it up on Wikipedia. At its core, it means solidarity and perseverance. The last line of the song translates as this: "Fearless and valiant inside, rough terrain, no respite. Side by side, we overcome ills, as the Hong Kong story we write." It's a line that's been quoted by Hong Kong politicians in tough times, like the Asian financial crisis and the outbreak of SARS. But the song has gained a life of its own, especially during the Hong Kong resistance during the past four months. Uh, whenever we tune into a song、uh, under the Lion Rock, I mean, I recall one time I was on my way to a very peaceful valley in MOT, and on the way I was in taxi, and then、uh, the taxi driver was listening to the、uh, radio station, and it's playing under the Lion Rock, and I was like, I, I listened to this song like thousand times. I thought it will do nothing for me, so suddenly I was I was like so touched by it, the lyrics. Because it resonates so much about what's going on in Hong Kong, our struggles right now.、Uh, by the time I got to、uh, MOT, I、um, 
left the taxi and then got across to uh, the the MTR station, and then I start to see a lot of black clad you know protesters uh, along the way, and my tears start flowing nonstop. I was so embarrassed. So you can see his song; it was so impactful even to these days, because it's really about our story. It well, the songs are part of us. Even though he's no longer with us, he's still with us. While I'm standing in Fian Cheng's record store, a young man and his girlfriend walk in and overhear us talking about Roman Tam. I ask him about Roman Tam's music, Under the Lion Rock, and what it means for people his age. Well, I'm 30 years old this year, so I was born in uh, the late 80s, and、uh, you know these songs are like much older than me,、uh, but they are still very familiar to me or. My family, because、um, when we were young, my my family members basically listened to these kind of songs every day. So yeah, these kinds of th- these songs basically grew up with us. Yeah. Do you And, have, sorry,、mm. do you have a favorite song? Of Roman, you mean? Yeah. Um, basically, it's this one actually. Yeah, because um, in if you translate the meaning of the name of this song, it means uh a. A tragic change of a family. So, yeah, and it basically means something to we fellow Hong Kongers at this moment of time. So, yeah, they um there is another song which is uh under lime rock, but、mm-hmm. I think this song um belongs to uh the generation before us because it's like the song when、uh, Hong Kong is uh a very um you know still developing and then um. People are trying hard to、um, make、yeah. a make a living and improve their lives. And for for our generation,、um, the the situation is a little bit different. So、um, it, it doesn't mean a lot of thing to me personally. But but for this song,、um, it means it means、uh, you know a big change in the family, which which has a very negative impact. And and that brings us back to August this year and the Space Museum. There is a night.、Uh, a lot of people, a lot of young young Hong Kongers, they gather at in front of Space Museum and then they play music. And then you know, at that time, that was a very rare night.、Um, since you know the tension was、uh, re- really great, and then、um, people were so stressed every, every night. And then that night was like、um, an oasis in in the desert. You know, yeah. Now, although Simon watched the videos online, he wasn't there in person. But Brian Lung was. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> that night. Please describe that night. Yeah, we all know. You know, it started because,、uh, you know, of the Alexapan. You know, so it's such a big joke. I mean, it's such a international, embarrassing big joke in Hong Kong. And、uh, so I、uh, was monitoring、uh, online, and people, you know, start to gather,、uh, try to mobilize people to come to the space museum. So I went to a、uh, uh, space museum. And、uh, I didn't expect, you know, there would be such a big turnout, and everybody's holding a laser pen, and then pointing, and then their laser lights are at the hemisphere, and、uh, you know, people start singing, gathering. It's really unlike the other rallies we saw. You know,、uh, the other rallies are more serious,、uh, more solemn, and、uh, and I mean, in recent days,、uh, you know, a lot of you know police brutality and violence as well, but that. Particular rally was totally different, and everybody was enjoying themselves. And people started singing, and people bought the stereo and starting pumping out songs. And then suddenly, 
you know, Roman's、uh, laser-like song came on speakers, and then people started singing. I was like, because you know, it's an '80s song. I thought the young kids, you know, didn't know this song, but everybody was singing, you know, at Chim Sao Chai, and it was so fun. It, it, well, to me, it's almost like a comic relief. And during these few months, we desperately need that particular night, and thanks to Roman for that. Roman Tam's flamboyance, his use of Cantonese opera costumes on stage, his huge list of recordings, his legendary status in the Hong Kong music industry—I wonder. He was a unique star. Are there any familiar faces we can invoke when we speak to someone outside of Hong Kong about Roman Tam? Yeah, I mean, to me, he's he, he's like the、uh, Hong Kong answer to.、Uh, Uh, Liberace and Elton John, even a little bit, you know. You talk about, you know, Chameleon. It's a little bit like David Bowie.、Mm, yeah. yeah, he's not afraid to change, and he's not afraid to embrace, you know, various personalities, and、uh, make it larger than life, you know, in front of the camera and on stage. Yeah, and one thing in particular, when I was growing up, you know, and listening to Roman Tam, I think he helped me to redefine what.、Uh, You know, masculinity is about. You, you know, what I'm saying because he has such a powerful and masculine voice when he sings martial arts drama series, TV themes. But at the same time, on stage, he's so flamboyant. Yeah, he's like he's like a Hong Kong version of Liberace and even Elton John in his outrageous and and flamboyant costumes. And when I was very young, I was like, you know, as a gay kid myself, I was suddenly, you know. Uh, taken aback by by this because it's 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 totally new to me, you know. Growing up as a Chinese boy,、uh, you know the Chinese concept of gender is actually actually very rigid, but you know Roman Tam taught me that you can be yourself, you can be anything you want, you can be masculine at the same time, and you can be so flamboyant and un up an apologetic an apologetically feminine at the same time, and it doesn't matter as long as I'm good, you know. So it really changed my concept about what masculinity is about. It is about. So I mean,、um, in recent years, we talk a lot about toxic masculinity. I mean, back in those days, back in the seventies, he already say you know, toxic masculinity. Can I say that in in the podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, toxic masculinity. Yeah, I can be feminine, and I can and I can be so masculine. You know, just listen to my voice. Can can you sing sing it like me, as masculine and forceful and powerful as as me? I mean, no one in Hong Kong can do this. Only him. Roman Tam, singer of Hong Kong anthems, godfather of canto pop, died of liver cancer on October eighteenth, two thousand and two. But his music, on YouTube, in karaoke bars, on the streets of Hong Kong, lives on. <laughs> Let's go.